What's up, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Multi Goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tootin, sitting next to the one and the only, the man who has not yet been to the country we're featuring today, but will soon go there. I'm confident of it. Kyle, how you Whoa. doing today? I'm I'm doing good. Yes, I'm doing I'm doing really well. So so as Ready I kind of let some on, beer. yeah, we got some good beers today too. So yeah. this is this is the first of season two where we're going to be doing the uh, beers around the world. Yeah, and. Before I even tell you what country we're doing today, remember, you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness at one of our social channels, either at our website, www.multigoodness.com, or one of the uh, the two main ones, Facebook or Instagram. We got Facebook at multi-goodness and on Instagram at multi-goodness podcast. Yeah. And remember, if you have any auditorial corrections, please feel free to reach out to us and you might have a few today because Do it. we are featuring a round trip special. Yeah, round trip. I, like I, I feel like this. you need to do some like echoes when, when round we do the trip. Round trip, and I'll let you do that. So we're doing a round trip special to Japan. Yeah. Woo! I'm excited about this one. Because well, you just went to Japan. I did, and I actually got our beers. So we we featured them, ironically enough, as the very first ever beers around the world. We, we did. did. Or sorry, second one. Second. Second. Yeah. Because yeah, first we featured England. Remember yep. the uh, banana bread the beer. Banana bread. We have to revisit England here mm-hmm. soon. Um, we did them. We did Japan second with Hitachino Nest, which yep. story's coming later, of course. But yes. so I was able to pick up some some cool brews before I left town. Um, mm-hmm. And we were we were in Tokyo the entire time, but which uh, is cool. Yes, and as much as we do, I, so I had a chance to go to Hitachino Nest. But as much as I loved and would love to have brought back more of their beer, yeah. I decided you know what? Let's see what else Japan is about. Let's let's try some other brews. So I was at the massive, probably the largest train station I have ever been to. Tokyo Station. Go okay. figure. That's the name. It's like the oh, biggest one in Tokyo. Makes but sense. It's also that's not by much. There's another one that's close. But anyway, they have like stores and everything throughout the entire train station. It's super efficient. And I was able to find three super awesome brews, craft brews, not just, yes. you know, because obviously when we think of, you know, Japan, we think of a lot of Asahi, um, Sapporo, those types of beers. But mm-hmm. I was able to find three craft brews and bring them back for us. So, I'm excited about this episode. Yes. And I... I'll be honest with you, as much as I should have learned Japanese before going, I didn't learn a whole lot. And so apologies to anyone Ooh. listening who may be better at speaking some of this language yeah. that's on the can than I would. But this very first one we're going to be diving into. We're kind of going to go basic on this one as far as a basic, uh, as far as a craft beer mm-hmm. level. This one is Sirachi 1984. Yes. It just calls in ale beer. Ale and beer. this is all written in English on the front of the can. I'm not, you know, I'm not a traditional American. I'm like, it has to be in English for it to be good. Sure. But I just, I'm just being honest. That's all I can read on the front of this can right now. So yeah. this is, um, it's by Innovative Brewer is yeah. what they call it. But I actually did some quick research and it looks like this is by Sup- Sapporo. Yeah. It looks like it's owned by Sapporo. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's kind of like a, a smaller brand that Sapporo makes, which mm-hmm. makes sense because Sirachi is actually from the island of Hokkaido which is in North Japan. Okay. It's one of the islands of Japan, and it's actually where Sapporo is located. So That's that actually cool. makes a whole lot of sense. A little geography for me. Kyle, Thanks. I'm going to let you do the honors. Since oh, really? I got this beer. I'm going to let you uh, do the honors oh. of cracking this one, and I'll you know, start describing it. Actually, one, go ahead. Give me give me what you see, because since you didn't go, obviously, yeah. right, tell me what you... Uh, it's So it's a regular can. I like it. Uh, the color palette it, on the regular? can. What's just, regular? Just regular size 12-ounce can. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh... I love the the graphic on it. They use a lot of gold, and uh, the main can is white. Um, really cool. And they have a hop right on the front, which I believe the text below that, we did a little Google Translate, mm-hmm. and, it, and it says legendary hop. Yes. Which they're using a, a apparently a, a legendary hop. Um, yes. W- from ha- have you ever heard of Sirachi? 
I have not. So there is actually a beer, and I'm going to look it up while you're doing this, and I'm sure I should know this. I'm There's actually a beer, right and I want to say it's, yeah. Go ahead, crack that bad boy. Oh, that's that's a good. That so I brought this one. all the way across, 18 hours worth of flights across the Pacific, across well, and back across the United States, and um, so it's that's actually really impressive. But yeah. I really do like this can design. It's um, it's it's white with with gold accents basically, and even the hop, like you said, it's like multi-colored. It's a really cool. Uh, I don't know. It's basic color scheme. It's like white with gold, but also black. It's written in black. So yeah. Sriracha was a big one. It is Brooklyn. I knew it. Brooklyn came out with um, their beer, which is called Sriracha Ace. Uh, it's a saison, a farmhouse ale. That is probably one of the most renowned. I've actually heard of a Sriracha uh, yeah. okay. hop before. Yeah, it isn't used a whole lot. It, and I'm thinking 1984 is probably when it kind of got its popularity. As I would assume using it in beers. Um, but obviously, it's uh, and actually, I'm going to read a little bit about Brooklyn beers, Sriracha Ace, right now because it actually does give a little bit of background. Nice. Um, so that beer is named after the Sriracha region of Hokkaido, Japan, after the Sriracha Ace hop, which was developed by a large Japanese brewer in the 1970s. Hmm. Um, it's a cross between British Brewers Gold, Japanese Baike Number Two, and okay. the famed. Czech Saz Hop, which is a, a lot of German beers. I yeah. use the Czech. It's a Saz, S-A-A-Z. Um, it has a unique, it should have a unique lemony herbal scent. Ooh. Um, ooh, this is interesting too, but it has been described and deemed as odd by some and ended up quickly being banished to a laboratory. Interesting. So it's just really interesting to me. So I, I like the fact that they take pride in this one though, because that tells yeah. me that I'm, I'm expecting something with this one. So... Uh, one Poor. thing I want to point out as well on the can, not only is it a very cool design, but one thing that I think is super underrated with cans that mm-hmm. you don't see a lot anymore is the square top uh, tab. Yeah. Which actually, ge- it sounds really dumb, but it gives your finger a little bit more to grip when Agreed. you're trying to pop it. Yeah. Um, which, if if anybody uh, you know in the 90s was a 90s kid and drank some 90s cola, they'd remember RC Cola used to have the square top tab. And I'll well. be honest, you know, you and me both, we kind of just missed probably the tail end of where like they started fa- really phasing out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Really started phasing out the the cans for sure. So so remember they call this an a uh, ale beer. So um, I guess it's a 5.5 percent alcohol yep. beer. So I it's pours kind of like I expected, very yep. light. I very can see clear. You. Oh, you're upside down in the glass. Ooh. That always means that, yeah, very clear. Um, there was a little bit of uh, the head retention. Head retention. Head, yeah, there was a little bit of head on it when we poured it. Looks like it holds firm when you kind of swirl it in the glass. Yeah. So, um, but very light in color, very golden. It's golden, almost like the yeah. same color as the yeah, gold the used hum. on the can. Ironically enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so really interesting. Very so uh, ale beer. I expect it to just be kind of like a basic ale. Yeah, yeah. very very um, bubbly. Actually, I was surprised. I mean, yeah. it's very. I mean, it's minimal. Um, not minimal. Uh, medium in bubbles. In like a glass, pretty... it looks. It reminds me very similar to again those domestic or the you know not the domestics but the like the exports we're kind of used to seeing out of a lot of other countries other than the United States, which mm-hmm. is it looks like it's gonna taste just like any other acai or Sapporo I've seen. Mm-hmm. Which you know I just I don't mean anything bad by that. It's just maybe it's meant to be a basic beer. So. Um, 
on aroma, I do get a little bit, I, it kind of smells the same way too. Like it doesn't smell like it's going to be super hoppy. It doesn't smell like it's going to be a smell. It doesn't smell like it's going to be a pale ale. <laughs> no, it doesn't smell like it's going to be like a pale ale or anything. It just kind of smells like a lager to me. So it's interesting, but yeah. it could be the difference between. I, I do get a little bit of floral smell to it. Um, not a lot. Just a, just a nice little touch. I think I'm with um, you. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but I did take a little bit of t- a, a little taste. Um, I saw you just took a sip. little just just the sip. Um, and <laughs> yes, I did. I had to. Uh, you took a Ooh. little took a little sip. Um, Ooh, that's mm, interesting. Yeah, mm. and it's it's not quite what we talked about with the color. I think I think it's a little bit more complex. There's definitely more complexity when you drink it for yeah, sure, which, which I enjoy. Um, and. I think you do get a little bit more hop flavor than I was expecting to from the color. Oh, of the you spirit. 100% get more hop flavor, which is really cool. It, it drinks much more like a pale ale when you, like when you, it drinks much more like I'd expect something with, when when they describe the beer as sriracha, and I imagine it's going to be more hop than yeah most of the beers I drink from that region, you know, are. This one definitely now, it tastes definitely like I would expect it, which is kind of more hoppy, a little mm-hmm. bit more like a pale ale. So a little bit more bite to it too. Like, a little, like, yeah. like not chewy, but um, I think complexity. The first thing we yeah. said was the best way to do it. Yeah. There's like, there's more complexity to it than you realize. I could see this being a beer when everyone's used to going, I'll be honest. So it's, it's kind of cool. So when you, when we sat down at a lot of restaurants over there, yeah, they don't really even advertise beer on the menu unless you specifically go to a bar that is like meant to be all about like, kind of advertising the different beers they have hmm. literally it was order your food and hey beer for 400 euro or euro 400 yen so it was like literally just like beer and and i i one time i did ask and they're just like oh it's whatever beer we have on draft and so i don't typically <laughs> assume awesome, yeah right no it's like i i don't and it was mostly i could tell it was a acai or it was sapporo or oh, there's another one i'm thinking of i can't remember the name right now I'm give, I'm not giving uh Kieran Ichiban. Yeah, Kieran. I yeah. was trying to remember Kieran. Um those those are the ones you always got and it was one variation of that and it was literally the guy would like turn around and just kind of like look and see and he would like point to it half the time He'd be like he uh, he didn't understand what this crazy American was asking him anyway, but um <laughs> what beer do you yeah, have? Yeah, what beer and he was like I it's beer. What do you what do you who cares? So this this is kind of cool. You wouldn't typically find this in that type of environment. You know, this yeah. isn't going to be the beer that typically comes out of just the easy tap, but mm-hmm. um, super cool. Also, something you might not have noticed in the bottom right hand corner is this little logo, which unfortunately, our listeners, you can't see the logo, but yeah. you will when you, you will we, when you see you know, the picture. You, when you see this picture, um, this is like on all alcoholic beverages in the country. Oh. I noticed. Is it like a like a government mandated? I think it is. Type yeah, thing? and also you see this one up here, which almost looks exactly like our recycling. recycling. That is exactly what it says, and obviously ingredients. It's interesting because even the can has all. It's it's very much set up the same way that mm-hmm. we're used to seeing. It's just in Japanese, so we can't read it all. We tried to translate it some, but um, yeah. What's Untapped saying? Untapped. Um, I pulled it up. Nine hundred thirty-two uh total ratings. Okay. Um, and actually, check that. Seven or six hundred and seventy-four ratings total. Um, six hundred seventy-four. Okay. Yeah, the it people are rating it a three-two-three. Three. Okay. Um, but the only other piece of information I have is uh five and a half ABV, which we said, and thirty-five IBU. Okay. Thirty-five um, IBU is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of speaks to the hop flavor a little bit. Um, everybody else is is posting pictures. Uh, there's a few pictures of the can. Um, people are having it on draft. It seems like it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are posting pictures of it, which 
feel like, like I said, the, it, it's, really it definitely seems to be. I, you definitely can't get this beer in the states. Mm-hmm. I will say, like I've never seen even seen this specific beer, and it seems like everyone checking it in definitely was abroad as well, which is what we like to feature in these podcasts. Yeah. So, um, did you have to claim this when you came over? <clears throat> yes. Come, come back. Depending on who's asking, yes, I did. I 100 percent did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> By you looking at me right now, I think you maybe know nice. how much I claimed it. But yes, I. <laughs> nice. Okay, no, I didn't claim that. <laughs> it's all right. No one, no one's gonna. It's it's Sorry, one. Japan. It's one. You know, I don't know. It's one three. No, I'm trying to think. This is probably one twelve-ish ounce can of beer. So we're good. They're not yeah. gonna come after me. So, um, it looks like there's. It even gives you the calories on here. Forty-five calories per nice. hundred milliliters, which there's probably about uh three and a half uh servings in this. Yeah. So this whole beer has you know hundred and fifty. That's not Something terrible. Like that. yeah, I mean, yeah. for not bad. craft beer, not bad for craft beer. So ultimately, good good intro. We got a couple other beers coming yeah. at you. Um, what do you What are your final thoughts on this one? Final thoughts. Uh, kind of a again, we talk a lot on the show about intros for non craft beer drinking people. Mm-hmm. I feel like beers like this, I would hope more. You know, people that maybe don't traditionally like a culture Japanese culture in general doesn't drink a whole lot of craft beer. I mean, I could tell, yeah. and I think that they would they would. That's not me saying anything bad about the culture. They just no, don't. No, they just choose to maybe. I think the beers like this are really cool because they give people a chance to try other beers that are not craft beer, but mm-hmm. is it's 100% craft beer. I, I love the flavor in this one. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, really clean. Final thoughts for you? Really clean. Um, pretty tasty. And I like the the nice like hop addition um, to the, you know, the ale because um, yeah. you don't kind of see that a lot. Um, and it kind of comes through a lot. I, I I enjoy it. That hop is interesting. It really yeah. is. And I get why people might be turned away from it. But yeah, I agree with you, what you said spot on. So in Japan, as cheers, they actually say kampai. Kampai. Say things. So to Innovative Brewer and Sapporo, it looks yep. like on this one as well. Kampai. Kampai. Well, for our next beer from Japan, uh, you you picked this one up as well. Um, this one is Koedo Mari Nailed it. Mari. So Koedo, Mari- I believe, is the name of the brewery. Yep. Um, Marian Marihana is the brew itself. Mm-hmm. So this one I also picked up at Tokyo Station. All yeah. of these I did today. Um, they had a couple different options there, but this was just one of the ones. I, it kind of, I wanted to pick out some things that we don't normally try, and mm-hmm. so this is a session IPA by them. Yeah. Um, Super premium Japanese craft beer. Yeah. This one, so they are out of Saitama, which Saitama. is very close to Tokyo. It's like, okay. think like northwest Tokyo. It's kind of like 30 minutes outside of like the city center of Tokyo. Cool. Um, again, another craft beer. It looks like their name, which is interesting. I'm noticing that even with Hitachino Ness is the same way. The name we see on the can isn't necessarily the name of the brewery. Yeah. So same with this one. This brewery is Kyodo Shoji Kuedo Brewery. Yes. So it's almost like a hyphenated name. Um, interesting though. So mm-hmm. the the Marihana, our you know shoddy research tells us that translates to red flower. Yes. Um, Which is gr- interesting because the can's green. It's a green can. But I bet you that's probably because of the session IPA. I would assume. True. Um, but there is a flower like kind of design. Um, and that well. was on every can. Yeah. So literally every can, I, I should have gotten a picture of the like. There, I want to say there were like two. There, I want to say there was like a pilsner, was in. I, th- I want to. I think it was a gold can. Mm-hmm. And then they had a black can, which was a, 
either a regular IPA or some other type of like craft lager. They called it craft. All three of the beers I saw at this at when I saw these sit next to each other were all craft beers. I just again session IPA can seemed kind of interesting to me for sure. Um, so this one is cool as can by far that I think I've yeah. brought back. Kind of to touch on something you said in the last segment, which is that like all these cans kind of are reminiscent of kind of the 70s and 80s cans like they were in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. with their feel. This one kind of has a similar, it's almost like a ripple near the top yeah. of the can. Yeah. Kind of yeah. cool. Um, it's ribbed for our drinking <laughs> ribbed pleasure. for our drinking pleasure. I imagine that has something to do with. I bet you it aerates it better when it comes out. Exactly. It, it allows to. Yeah. Um, and we didn't talk about it in the last one, but there almost seems to be like Braille on the top yeah. of the can. I'm wondering if. Uh, Every single can had that. Is there, is there a lot of. Um, a lot of their beverages purchased in cans, even like soda or tea or things like that. Um, well, actually, I'm wondering if that's for people to designate that it's beer. So let's do this. Go ahead and open this one up because I've got a story Wait, for this me to one. Open this one. Yeah, I'm going to let you open this one because I've got a story for this that we can talk about uh, that correlates to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so. square, square tab at the top as well. Square tab. I, I like it. Easy grip. Man, that one actually had a good... Either you're popping good tonight or... I am popping good. Kyle's popping. Um, so interesting is that, so all these cans we have, we have three cans today, and they all have this Braille on the top. And I noticed that Japanese Braille seems to be everywhere throughout the country. Trains, everything. I would even notice it on the doors and everything. So even like if you extrapolate a little bit past that, I noticed that everywhere, the entire country, both the streets, the metro stations, the buses, everything seemed to be very much, and we actually got told this, we had this confirmed by a local, was yep. that everything is very... Um, conducive to um, hearing impaired and vision impaired that's cool and so even the streets actually it was kind of annoying walking through the airports or walking down the streets they had like um a single line of like cement blocks imagine that were like ridged and so what it was is that like we kept saying like oh my god this like (laughs) we literally we keep like hitting our feet or whatever you know when we're trying to carry luggage and everything but then we realized that Someone told us it was actually to help the um, and vision impaired, I think, is the, yeah. the bigger one. And so, like, when you get almost to a crosswalk, there was a different um, – the the block would change and be a different – it would go oh, a different direction. So it would be a different so feel. Like, yeah, exactly. So I imagine – so it's, they were very – everything was very, like, that entire city. I was very impressed with Tokyo, like, how they did this. Like, again, it was kind of annoying to me as a tourist, but I was like, this is very – you know, conducive to, you know, impaired people who maybe can't see it. And so the cans is interesting. I think that this Braille that's on the can, mm-hmm. I think that has something to do with the fact that there's a lot of vending machines as well. And you used to could get beer out of vending machines. That's what I was thinking. Or even um, at the store. want to make a, sure you yep, know what you're drinking. There's a lot of 7-Elevens, and I think that that's what this probably says. And, again, I'm probably making – I mean, I'm not – I'm making this up, yeah, but I'm also – that's if I had to guess. That would be my guess, saying. too. So, again, listeners, auditorial corrections. Yeah, let us know. Maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but it's on every single one. So, pour uh, it into the glass. Surprisingly enough, this pours a little bit foggier than the last brew, but just about the same color. Keep in mind the style. Yeah. A Session IPA. Session IPA. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a little cloudy. Yep. What modern beer snobs or connoisseurs, depending on what you call yourself, would call um, hazy. Yeah. It's slightly hazy, but, the way it looks yeah. to me. Not by much. No, I, yeah, I almost don't even lot. think it's intentional. I think this is just that like byproduct of when you're making craft beer, what happens. Yeah. So head um, retention on mine is still kinda hanging around, but yours kinda dipped out. Yeah. And actually I was trying to remember oh I did. I remember it looking on the bottom of the can. This was brewed August of nineteen, so Okay. 
So we did, and I tried to make sure I got fresh ones in. The yeah. only reason I said I feel like with head retention a lot Month of times, and a half or so. fresh beer not only is good beer, like IPAs and stuff, but mm-hmm. also the head retention yeah. goes a long way. Um, so mine, mine's good enough, though. Yeah. So aroma, I get the hops, though. That's what's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, That's what's uh, really cool. It's, and it's different hop smell, too. It's it's not even like the same style hop smell that you would expect from most beers yeah. in the U.S. I feel like it's got more of a f- kind of floral. I said that before, but like more of a floral kind of fragrant kind of smell rather than a uh, like pine style kind of smell that we typically smell. I've been drinking. So summer months that we're just getting out of, you know, a while ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, in Georgia, it's still hot. Still hot. Gosh. Um, even in October, it's still hot. It's crazy. But it's i will say that i've been drinking a lot of session ipas when i go out and like play golf and stuff yeah and it i'm smelling it and i'm trying to remember there's i feel like there's a few good georgia brews that i've had recently um that have that have been like these kind of sessionable yeah um like the a, one that for some reason comes to mind is sweetwater makes their hop hash that not hop hash but it's their hash session hash yes yep i don't know if they i don't think i had one at all recently but for some reason that's the first thing that's kind of what i get yeah yeah and so on aroma kind of smells like that as well um i took an early sip because i was yeah i just took one too yeah yeah so all we'll say is about aroma it definitely smells like an ipa i think we would agree that it's it's almost like juicy a little bit citrusy so it's kind of cool definitely unexpected coming out of that can and it just goes to show that like i said japan's and this super fresh this is literally at the time when i got it it was literally like a month old Mm -hmm. and so it's you know as of the time of recording it's only like two months old so not even actually no i can't do math clearly it's like a month and a half half, yeah by the time we release this episode it'll be two months old but anyway it uh so the taste is super interesting um it it kind of plays with my head a little bit because it hits you really hard like ipa and then it kind of like goes away but then you get like this really refreshing kind of like hop lingering taste and it's different from like u.s like um ipas when you have that kind of really harsh resin kind of hop flavor that lingers in your mouth this is more like light yeah decadent. no no i mean i agree this one is it's it's definitely like the, the hop punches you for sure yeah but i did the mouthwash test as well i did too. Got, yeah i got into the mouthwash test yeah. and almost like it's weird there's like a uh, bittersweet kind of flavor that comes mm-hmm. through interesting on this one but um i kind of get pear like a little bit of pear Ooh, pear is a big is a big fruit yeah. in, in uh, japan so that actually might make sense so i i i really like it i really kind of wishing i bought a six pack of this and yeah. they don't really you don't really see a whole lot of six packs i didn't see Could a whole have just lot bought of six, six singles you know yeah man tsa already hated me for bringing back everything <laughs> i brought back from the allowable taxable under the limit number of brews and liquor that i brought back from japan they already hated me anyway so questionable they definitely they did check my bag i got the whole like tsa check and i opened my bag and they're like cool we checked your bag nothing had moved because they clearly opened it like oh this guy's an alcoholic cool Cool. and we're gonna close this now open it typical american typical american bring it back yeah exactly a bunch of sake a bunch of um whiskey whiskey and that's it (laughs) yeah and a few beers and (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, the beers were in a completely different bag, which is interesting. But mm. I was worried about the beers, but because I also got cans on purpose. These are all cans today, it's, as opposed to bottles. Bottles say, are very call. prevalent. Um, you see a lot more bottles now, whereas in America, I feel yeah. like everything's switching over. But 
cans on purpose because I knew that they would hold pressure. It's a good call. Yeah, for long flights coming yeah. back. So uh, I pulled this beer up on Untapped as well. Cool. Um, it's got a lot of check-ins actually compared to our last beer. This one has uh, three thousand four hundred seventy-six as of recording. Interesting. Um, okay. What are they saying? What are the masses saying? They're 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 rating it a, a three five nine right now currently, um, and it seems like a lot of people are getting this obviously overseas. Um, but one person in particular, uh, Tessa S, um, said, pretty darn good. Just a slight aftertaste that seems piney and herbal. Not so bittery. Where did Tessa have that beer? Because she Sushi said darn. That's actually Which, which I would Tokyo. assume in, is in Tokyo. Huh. Um, yeah. You know what's weird, though? It's I didn't actually see this beer because we... I didn't see this beer until I got Tokyo Station. I actually feel like I saw Sriracha Ace at other places i didn't which it being that it's close to tokyo where they brew this beer i i was surprised to not see more like cans when you walk into like even liquor stores i walked yeah. into a few liquor stores and i saw mostly liquor and wine interesting a lot of scotch but not so much craft beer scotch. interesting i feel like it's very specialized there you have to go into like there were i i didn't find places on maps that were like hey these are craft beer stores and i feel like if you don't go into a craft beer store it's not like in america where you're getting like a mix of craft beer and liquor you're getting one or the the other other. and so it's kind of interesting um yeah they've got the same recycling also the country's super clean so i know why they put this that recycling logo is much bigger on these cans huge than it is even on the american the american one's like a little tiny little like it's almost the same size as the independent craft beer association logo that most people put on here in the states i mean that country is super clean yeah and first of all there's like trash cans nowhere interesting so it's just ingrained into the culture of and remember how i told you there's vending machines like every when i say vending machines like think like the number of vending machines you see here there's probably 10 times many vending machines just like random places on the streets like you can get anything oh yeah you can get anything hot drinks cold drinks yeah i didn't see that one when i was there but i've heard i have heard random like you know yeah that one's yeah that one's always weird to me but there were always next to the vending machines there was a slot for recycling cans or bottles or sorry, recycling cans because a lot of aluminum cans and like yep. you get coffees and other drinks and stuff in cans and yep. plastic, but no trash can. Mm. You had to literally hold on to your trash like intentionally. They, yes. I'm sure they did that, so you just couldn't put it. And anywhere. it's a super clean country, is all I'm gonna say. We saw people like yeah. sweeping up leaves and stuff off the. It's, That's it's, cool. But it's interesting is that so I would drink. You know, you can also drink on the go. So nice. drinking beer is no problem. You can't. I would pop into a 7-Eleven, get me like a Asahi. I, I literally tried so much like of their good, like the lagers and stuff. Yeah. I would just like, but you're not a lager guy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, interesting. But Hey, when in Japan, you, you like try whatever. things that say like you, you, I tried all the cans that like, I had no idea what it said on it, but I'm like, this is going to be basically like a domestic over here. It's but, fish oil beer. Yeah. And you're like, Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> I actually did have one beer that I totally thought was going to be a beer. And apparently pre-mixed bourbon and soda is a big thing over there. <laughs> nice. Whiskey and soda. I definitely a little uh, shock twice. when not, you... not once but twice but like late at night when i was getting over the jet lag when we first got there i walked down to the 7-eleven got me a can like opened it expecting like a nice cold <laughs> beer and all of a sudden i'm drinking like a, a pre-mixed whiskey and soda and i'm like it's not very good i actually drain poured that one. Ooh, damn but it wasn't beer and i was expired i was Shots expecting fired, beer Chris. i was expecting beer and it was it was pre-mixed suntorian ah wow. soda anyway final thoughts on this beer um i like the hops uh yeah, good beer. i think and i think it's it's light enough. We didn't really talk a ton about the session IPA compared to most, but I think it's a really nice balance between uh, a really, you know, hoppy U.S. Uh, 
IPA and IPAs I've had elsewhere. I feel um, like I think it's I think it's a really good balance. And I also feel like with this beer, so it's four point five percent ABV by mm-hmm. the way, because I couldn't read it on the can. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, four eighty five AB AB IBU. That's high IBU for a session. Yeah. Um, the, I feel like this is more hoppy than most session IPAs are here. I would agree, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, but I don't, but I would say probably lower in ABV than most session IPAs are here. Yeah, tough to tell. Most are in that four to five range <laughs> yeah. anyway, but I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so cool brewery. I you know, this is one of the ones that I definitely knowing that I saw a couple different ones when I was there, I'd when I go back to Tokyo, it won't be like soon, but when I do, I'd like to when? check them out for sure. Just yeah. because they're close. We didn't get out of the city much, but if I had, like this is the types of places I'd like to really like to check out. So come by. Yeah. Come by. So for the third and final beer, we are going to do we're like moving down Japan from the north to the south okay. at this point in time. So the last one is Tokyo Black by you told me who? Uh Yoho Brewing Yoho Company. Brewing Company out of Sakushi, uh Japan, which is okay. like literally smack dab in the center of the country. Oh, okay. So cool. this one is a grant I grabbed this one. I they had a couple different brews by the exact same brewer. Mm-hmm. Um again, like a Pilsner. I want to say they had a wheat ale or a Belgian nice. wheat ale, but for some reason Porter, I figured we'd round it out with a dark beer. Yeah. So this one seemed like a pretty good one to do. Um, so this is a black can, also super cool can because it's got yeah. a sumo wrestler on the front. Yeah, and he's his, like stretching with his butt cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. They, he's he's got some he's he's got some flair going on there. So so this is a porter, which I think is going to be like an English porter. You kind of looked it up yeah. before. Um, I expect this to be a very dark one. It's it a very dark beer. It's mm-hmm. it's in a it's actually a silver can or sorry, it's like a silver top, top. not the gold like the other two have been. Mm-hmm. But also, it's got that flat uh, flat top tab tab. Yeah, so. I'll let you I'll let you crack this one. Oh, no, I haven't cracked one. Tonight. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the can design is really cool as well. <laughs> it uh, it, it all black and then they have gold kind of clouds with uh, what looks to be the moon, or maybe the sun. Who knows looks to be a dark dark day for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I just thought that probably matches the porter feel a little bit. Um it pours uh almost black. Nice head retention actually so far. Uh nice like chocolate head retention. Um I know I see you trying to divide it up equally. Trying to divide. I'm always trying to divide things equally. Um yeah, really good head retention yeah. on this one. It's almost that like toffee color. What yeah. do you call it? Tan. Uh, I said chocolate, which is but, interesting you know. for a porter. You don't porters normally dissipate super quickly. This one is it almost is color wise more like a stout. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ooh, aroma is very much like coffee. Yeah, so. I was gonna say coffee and a little bit. Um, you get like that malt bill kind of coming through a little bit too as well. I'm excited about this one because I feel like this is a little bit different than most of the Japanese brews yeah. are, and so even to find, I say to find this one again. Found this one in Tokyo Station as well. Um, kind of on the way out, shoved it. You know, got this one with the three. Kind of shoved them in the the checked baggage before we came on back. Um, wanted to just find something a little different. There were, again, you know, it's 
this style I feel like isn't native to Japan, so yeah. this is definitely outside the realm of what they typically brew. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's cool that they're branching out again. I don't think you'd find it most places you go to eat. You're not going to typically find something like this. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool that they're making styles like this. So English porter. I wonder what what's the. Di- I mean English porter. The style is already English anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, I I have a little bit of a description as well. So it's five ABV, uh, thirty seven IBU. Five on the dot. Five on the dot. Thirty seven IBU. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Um, it says Tokyo Black is the second brand from Yoho, a robust porter, uh, well balanced between the malt and the hops. The complex chocolate and roasted flavors of dark specialty malts are combined with a floral, slightly spiciness, uh, from Peri hops. Wait, P E R I E. P-E-R-I-E. I've never actually never yeah. heard of those hops at all. Yeah. Which is interesting, interesting because hops are a predominant thing that go into porters as opposed to stouts, I think, is the, you know, or, or not stouts, but IPAs. That's what most people think of when they think of hops. This one um, does have, porters are known for having a little bit more hops just mm-hmm. to, to kind of give it the um, bitterness that you're supposed to have in it. But like, yep. so the 5% is right in the range, so. Man, I'm trying to do Google Translate on the side of this can, and I can't seem to do it. So the can, yeah, you you said that the I do like the can design, even the the lettering they use for Tokyo, mm-hmm. the O's here have the little dots in the yeah. center. Yeah, little, like it, it looks like the, it reminds me of the. Ironically enough, I was watching an episode of this earlier, but kind of reminds me of the Ozark. You oh, watched yeah. that show? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that kind of logo in the nice. middle for some reason. So, What do you get on taste? I did a little mouthwash coffee. test. And I, get, I get the coffee flavor, which is interesting. I do, too. Coffee, again, well, ooh, on aroma, though, I kind of, sorry, on taste, you said, so on taste, I get coffee, but actually now I'm going back to aroma, I'm getting a little bit more like that, um, almost like coconut, even though I know there's probably not coconut in there. I just, yeah. that's kind of what I get. You did mouthwash. What'd you get? I did. Um, I feel like it, br- it breaks it up a little bit more. You get that coffee flavor, but you also get a lot more of that grain too. Um, it's, it's really multi, um, multi goodness. Oh yeah. You just wanted to say it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think it, uh, for a porter, honestly, it's actually really good. I'm, I'm really surprised, especially because traditionally, uh, Japanese style of beers are, you know, swing more towards the lighter side. Um, it defines this. Yeah, I agree. That's, it's kind of cool. They have the sumo wrestler. I, I'm sure there's a backstory to it. There's a moon on this one as well. Um, yeah, and it, again, you know, I don't see, this one is a harder beer for me, I feel like, to see that, um, again, catching on. We talk about beers around the world, we're kind of talking about the way craft beer is is embraced in other countries. I feel like this one is a little bit harder one that you necessarily wouldn't find, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, like I said, we talked, you know, earlier, the first beer we did, we, it was an easy kind of transition from the lighter beers over into something in the craft beer world. This is like a full on like fledge going the other way. This is, is yeah. full on. Um, that's just the way I see it, but it's, it's, I like it for, I like it as a beer, as a craft beer drinker. I'm a, I'm probably more on the snob side than anything. Not the connoisseur. Enthusiast. Side. Enthusiast. I'm probably more on that side. So I like it. Uh, I also really like coffee. I do agree with you. I don't necessarily pick, I can't pick out any one malt or hop over mm-hmm. the other. I do feel like it's an easy drinking beer at five percent. Um, it comes in that twelve ounce can again, so something super easy. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of just like a Baltic porter, which is yeah. typically a little bit thinner. Yep. Um, 
Because the mouthfeel on this isn't very heavy. No, it's not. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It almost comes, ooh, like a black lager. Yeah. Almost in that kind of range. That's kind of what... It, but a lot more, the coffee nef, the coffee in it definitely like creates a lot more um, backbone or creates, creates a lot more complexity to the beer for sure. So. Definitely. Um, not only do you like it, a lot oh, yeah. of people on Untapped actually like it as well. And this actually is probably the best Untapped rated beer out of the three we've had tonight. Um, so 14,926 uh, ratings as of this wow. episode okay. uh, recording and uh, 3.56 on the cap rating. All right. So not quite to that four level that we talk about traditionally, but still high up there compared to the other two that we had mm. were typically in the 3.2 range. Yeah. What would you give this one? Probably give it a 3.4, 3.6, f- uh, somewhere in there. Interesting. Okay. I, I actually, It's yeah. missing something to me. Really? It needs like vanilla or Ooh. something else with it to kind of round everything out. It so seems a little. F- we talk a lot about that. I feel yeah. like that's really what I, f- and J- that's what I'm feeling like is missing from the craft beer. It's like they can start experimenting. They've so we I think we've shown in some of the beers we've we've tried today. There's some there's some good beers that they're making. Mm-hmm. It's really just now maybe maybe taking it to the next level, experimenting with a couple different flavors, and maybe going to like a brewery like this, you would actually see that maybe they are trying to add some different flavors to like some local small batches they're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, But no, no, I I agree. It's for me, it's like a three, seven, five. I also really like the Porter style. So it's, it's kind of right up my alley. It's dark beer, uh, super easy to drink coffee, which I was like when they put that in beer. I don't, I don't know why, but I do agree with you. The, the vanilla would almost add like a velvety mouthfeel to Mm -hmm. it. that might kind of elevate it a little bit. So that makes us beer connoisseurs as we say that. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say kampai to uh, Yoho and uh, kampai to Yoho. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Beers Around the World uh, Round Trip. Where round we, trip in it. Where we went to Japan again. Uh, as always, you can did stay you up though? to date. I didn't. You did. <laughs> Just, sorry. As, o- <laughs> as always, you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness on our website, multigoodness.com. Or either of our social channels, one uh, Facebook on Multi Goodness and uh, at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. Remember, you can uh, also reach out to us and tell us, uh, you know, suggest some beers you want us to try. Maybe send us some beer news, or uh, let us know if we've made some some uh, mistakes on on the podcast. You can, uh, you know, give us some auditorial corrections, um, as Chris likes to call it. But uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this? Japanese uh, beers around the world episode, Chris. Um, as we said the first time we did this one, I super uh, Japan was everything I was hoping it would be, and I think not just craft beer, but obviously culture is super awesome. Um, want to go back, want to try more beer over there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hitachino Nest because they. Yeah, we I, forgot to mention that as well. Chris actually went there, and we got some pictures. Yeah, and, shout out to them. They yeah. that super cool location. Um. But no, they're they're doing some cool stuff over there. It just shows that craft beer is a universal thing. It's not it's not just you know in the United States where we are. It's it's actually something that everyone around the world is is embracing and is doing a great job at doing. So, all right, well, come come pie. pie.